0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
2: Sans Radio. I never want to go to the moon. Movie Maintenance is approaching their 100th episode, and to help celebrate such a momentous occasion, they're teaming up with Plumbing the Death Star to do another live show. It's on Saturday the 29th of April from 3 till 6pm at the Exford Hotel in Melbourne. Tickets are available through Try Bookings, so just follow the link in the show notes to book yours today. However, we do have limited seating, so get in quick to avoid missing out. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie Maintenance, where some movies just need fixing. I'm Handsome Tom. I'm Sean. I'm Elise. And this week it's Passengers, or... Stockholm Syndrome in Space, the movie. <laughs> Fuck you, passengers. It really is, isn't it? Mm. The plot is, is, is literally the symptoms of Stockholm Syndrome in space with attractive people. That's Very why it's okay,
0: because they're attractive.
2: It's not okay, at <laughs> How dare you suggest that? Out of yeah. five, Tom? Two? Yeah, two, yeah. two and a half sort of film. It, it lost more points because I feel like the marketing campaign and everything leading up to it deliberately misled people Oh yeah, because they knew that their core premise was <laughs> fucked and that people wouldn't see the movie. And, like, I love Chris Pratt and I follow him on Twitter, but he's getting lots of like, you're great, Chris Pratt, and he retweets people when they say the movie's good, and I'm like, Chris Pratt, I like you. You are testing my patience here, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Be better and stuff. I saw it at the drive-in which just slightly off topic I don't recommend for space films because when you go so there you're in a
2: car and you get confused for a minute and Yeah, try true. to Yeah, <laughs> I'm like why am I
1: in a vehicle? Why am I in a car not a spaceship what the fuck? No, it's like cuz it's the blacks it's like the screen isn't dark enough and mm. it's it's hard to sort of follow don't some see of the, anything. the darker moments. You
0: shouldn't see anything that you're actually excited to see
1: at the drive-in. That is an excellent point. Never see a or movie see that a you really films. want Yeah.
2: What annoys me though, to take away from the core concept being fucked, but also what a waste of Michael Sheen.
1: Yeah, yeah agreed. Right? It's a very shining vibe to
2: it. Why mm-hmm. is Lawrence yeah, Fishburne that. in the film? Oh, yeah, yeah tell me, please. Really when I was watching it, as soon as Lawrence Fishburne woke up, I'm like, all right, here we go. Something's going to happen. He's going to be important. Like, oh no, he's dead now. Ah, oh, that's it. Yep. He's brought back to life to die. Well,
0: was just I, I love...
2: you get the pass, wasn't it? That's literally yeah, that was it. Surely there's a better way to do it. Yeah. I love
1: in the movies when someone gets sick and they cough and their hand goes to their mouth and you go, oh, here we go, blood on hand, here it comes, here it comes, and they delivered. So, you know, at least I got that right. Why is, that, is, there, is there only, way, one, is, why is there there only on... one medical pod on the entire ship? There are 5,000 passengers
2: who are eventually like, what's the thing, they're yeah. going to wake up four months before they well, get Isn't to the leave? idea yeah. that the hibernation pods can all, I always thought the hibernation pods can act as medical pods, but the issue is that his malfunctions... As does Fishburns. And he broke hers. And he broke already. hers to get her out. So then, um, but No, but then there's no. Still, they
1: go to a specific room where there's like, here's a medical yeah. pod, but it's the only one on the ship. Yeah, 5, I think once you start people, picking,
0: like I was reading other stuff about it, yeah, it makes no sense that something for 5,000 people, they would not have a way to actually put you back into sleep the whole thing of or like, the fact that yeah, the crew never... are yeah.
2: also all asleep at the same time there's not like yeah, a why rotating would
0: you... roster yeah, exactly. of crew
1: yeah why isn't there a rotating roster <laughs> for all the technology that goes into actually having that ship exist the fact that there is not like a failsafe ops. one of the one of the pods fucked up we need to put him back to sleep it's just fucking stupid and the fact that Chris Pratt can but he can do all this high tech space engineer shit but he can't fix the fucking pod do you know what I mean like uh...
2: hey he knows how to
1: vent a nuclear reactor well he
2: can do that but he can't fix the pod or his broken lonely heart did
1: you enjoy like the redemption it's like oh, you're a creepo and you woke her up, but you're going to hold the door open and sacrifice yourself, so good for you, mate. Quickest
2: movie maintenance ever. She doesn't revive him and just, I don't know, drives the ship into the sun.
1: (laughs) There's a quick maintenance you could do to this film, which is have her, when she finds out he was the cause for her waking up, that's when the audience finds out. I think that's all you have to do with this film. Mm.
2: I will say incorrect because I have a whole pitch planned and that would ruin this entire episode if I went, yeah, that's it, Sean, that's my... Well, uh, so uh, on that note, no. I- <laughs> yeah.
1: But I just think that's what the film needs. Yeah. Because it- there's no actual dramatic tension in no. this film. And just imagine how much, like, I think the film would be oh, a lot was better. there was Ben Lawrence. If you, you get two-thirds of the way in No, like, imagine if you get two-thirds of the way in and Chris Pratt just says to her, oh, I've got something to tell you, and then he drops that bomb. And then you can show it in a flashback, all the stuff. You know how we see him on his own? Yeah. For, like, the first 15 yeah. minutes of the film? Then you show all that. Then you show him wake her up. The film should have started It should have presented so- them as her and him waking up at the same time. Or Jennifer so like Lawrence of view. is the
0: protagonist.
1: Yeah. Oh, like, no, it could still be him, but it. Um... No, it has to be her. No, but... it could because the film could just open and she could wake up and be walking around and he could wake up and be walking around and then you don't know. Oh, do you know what I mean? And you then do, the lady you showed that, it in a flashback that he's a cheeky bugger who's opened her thing up and You woke do up. that
2: thing they did in Westworld where they have all those, like, scenes happening concurrently, but they're actually set yes. several years apart. Yeah, you do that. Oh, that and then,
1: it. like, two thirds of the way through the film, he tells her. And because the movie doesn't have, like, a bombshell moment, that's what you want. You want like a moment. It does have a oh, bombshell moment.
2: It was the moment when I was like, Oh my god, this film is trash. That was <laughs> That's the bombshell moment dropped. But you want it to drop for good reasons. Oh, I, I, I was so annoyed too, because I was really excited for this film. Like original sci fi, great cast. It just ticked all these boxes and then surprise, there are no boxes or ticks. Yeah. Or a film. It's it's just shit. It's yep. just but what
0: did you think of the actual yeah, the the reveal from, at least when you start watching the movie, that he wakes her up. Because I actually I thought that was a really interesting moral. If you wanted to base the film around that, that decision yeah. of knowing it's a terrible choice, but you were so lonely and so desperate that you're going to do it anyway. But they but didn't. I, yeah, I wanted him to like be alone for at least five years. Yeah, Yeah. And that's when he... So you see, like he gets the idea maybe a year in, and then it just like, cuts, no, I can't niggling, do that. Niggling, niggling, niggling until he he does it, and then she also doesn't find out for like another few years. I just yep. thought
1: I want to be able to understand him more. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. like being Cause, on cause, your own cause for if you're a gonna, year. If you're going to make it his story, you need to have sympathy. and You don't have sympathy. Yeah. when it's Yeah, I think a year. the core premise of this film is actually really suited. To, like, a small, like, indie film. Yeah, as mm. I felt like it didn't yeah. know what it was It's like being. an indie romance film. Mm. And then at a certain point, they probably get about halfway through the film and they go, oh, fuck, we've got a big sci-fi budget. We better uh, yeah. have some oh, action. We, we better action. blow we, some We better blow up. stuff up. Yeah.
2: Oh. That's like the
0: sandwiches in, in the pool. In like Visually that
2: that was cool. That yeah. was cool. That was yeah. cool. So, like, okay, it looks good. It's kind of like it's a perfect movie for a movie maintenance because it's just, like, had so much potential mm-hmm. and is just... Terribly mediocre, yeah. in the same way that Doctor Strange had so yeah. much <laughs> potential and could was terribly mediocre. Out. So
1: there was a resolution towards the end, wasn't there, where he figured out he's like, I can put you back under. But well, because they work out only out that med- one of us. They work out
2: that the med pod could be turned into a hibernation pod. Yeah, and he's like, I put you back in because that would be fair. And you you freeze on her deciding whether or not she wants to do that. And then you cut to Adam Garcia, Adam Andy Garcia walking in, I seeing the tree and realizing that. She chose to stay with him because he's a nice her, guy I deep have, down. I'd have
1: had her take that option. Yeah,
2: right? yes. And
1: then the the film ends with Jennifer Lawrence waking up again and coming out, and there's trees everywhere, and Chris Pratt's probably like put a bunch of little like monuments to her or something. Absolutely, around, little nice things that would that would redeem him. And then she still that has like she still him. had that connection with him, and that was great. But she gets to live the
2: life that she wanted. I'm, I'm like, gonna pack my pitch up. No, it's not what I've done. Yeah. That'll
1: do. Uh, see you next week, guys. Yeah.
2: My thing was that. There's two things you do with what like with passage you either make it solely about that and the consequence of yeah. that choice, whether you depict that as like this guy like struggling with that or like the and even in in the end with the romance, you end it on a note so that it's clear that she was like, "Look, what you did was fucked up, I forgive you, but I'm still going back to sleep yeah that would be nice, or you just change the film completely and just I don't know have them both wake up at the same time or near to one another, or you make it scary, basically, I was thinking. And I didn't do this, but I was just thinking as you were talking then, if you're going to make passengers work, you need to set it in the Black Mirror universe hmm. mm. where people are morally reprehensible around technology. That would be – because then what you do is in the twist is the last five minutes you reveal that – because it would be cool if they spent like 30 years together and then he was like, by the way, I woke you up. Also, See, they have kids. Yeah, they You're have. Totally like, oh, fuck yeah! When, then you've got this ex-mac a like just
1: creepy as hell vibe to it. Mm, That's a different. Movie, and maybe, a maybe, maybe, movie. maybe,
2: maybe the protagonist is the daughter. Fuck, this isn't the film I pitched. I'm so angry. Uh <laughs> oh, the protagonist is their think, daughter, and she's unpacking it. She's like, "Mom, he woke you up on purpose." And she's like, "No, he didn't."
0: Like when Andy Garcia comes out and you know showing the kind of like paradise that they've created, I totally expected kids to come out. I mean, if they've been living, actually, cattle, good point. I was like, where when you have kids, like just. Company wise, to have a life like they, this, is have... this is
2: Hollywood, don't be putting kids out of Jennifer Lawrence's vagina, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Can't be having that. No, <laughs> that's a really good point, though.
0: No, so they probably like Jennifer Lawrence probably would have still been
1: alive by that point. It'd be like, they're how old is she? She's something. like, no, no, she wouldn't be alive. They had, nine, had...
2: they had 90 years to go, no, only 88 no. by the time she wakes up.
1: No, but Jennifer Lawrence is
2: already like She's 25, a... yeah. But if it's the future, people yeah, live longer every live year, longer. she'd only be She's like, got a, the health pod. She could just she could think just, she she could could just keep alive. going. They could just keep going in there and healing them. Oh my god! They could have he could have been like, "Look, I'm sorry I woke you up, but every time we age, I'll just heal you in the medipod for a bit."
1: No, that's not how the medipod fucking works. Should <laughs> it <laughs> It's
2: like bloody a cold and uh, you know you know general diseases. If that medipod is treating a common cold, yeah. that is a super advanced fucking <laughs> medipod. <laughs> Hell yeah! But it's, no, casting aside all science, I'm going to pitch to you how passengers should have actually passaged. Is that the past tense of passengers. I don't know, but let's go with it. All right, so there's only four characters in this film: Jim, Aurora, and Arthur, as we named correctly before. Yes. What's Lawrence Fishburne's character's name? Lawrence Fishburne. Captain. Morpheus. Anyway, the character's name is Gus. Okay, Gus. <laughs> Gus. So Jim, Aurora, Gus, and Arthur are the only characters in my film. Maybe you see briefly <laughs> Garcia or some of the other people in it. Well, you would because they're they're in it. Yeah. And it's effectively the same plot: the premise of you know two people on a ship going out to Homestead 2. That's where they're going, isn't it? It's not yeah, Homestead 2. Homestead 2 is where they're yeah. going. So they're going out to there to to be part of this. However, unlike the first film where they kind of sort of explain where they're going but it's really like, oh, we're just going on another planet and you guys are lucky enough to go there, it's a second chance. This was designed as a second chance. So if you're on this ship, you're going to be like, there's already been a ship before you. You're the second wave of people. You're not there to kind of do anything. You're there to get a second chance because you fucked up something. You're going over there. You're actually there to help build the infrastructure. <laughs> So unlike, so we don't see any. The film opens white room, uh, and it's just like a point of view of Chris Pratt looking at Arthur Michael Sheen in a white room. Sure. And and in this one, Arthur doesn't have wheels. He <laughs> looks more like he's basically Michael Sheen. So he's more of a a bishop android thing from sure. Alien awesome. and Prometheus than a than yeah. a, a shitty robot. And he wakes up, and the character's name is Jim Preston. Sure. And he wakes up, and Arthur says to him, "Hello, Carter." And Chris Brown's like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hi, what is this? And I was like, you're here because your application was successful. I'm here to tell you that, you know, this. I'm here to ease you into the process uh, while you're going on your journey because there may be some disorientation while you're traveling. It's like, on my on my journey. It's like, yes, you applied for the second chance program through, you know, Homestead 2 and the Axiom. And is that the name of the ship? Or have I taken the name of the ship for Lolly? It's Avalon. The Avalon, yep. the Axiom is the name of the ship in Wally. I'm doing real badly here, guys. It's like, no, your application was successful, um, but I'm here just to ease you through the process. Why don't you, why don't you tell me your happiest memory, Carter? It's like, you, I, I got in. He's like, he's like, this worked. He's like, yes, you you applied. It's like, yes, I applied. Absolutely, my name is Carter. I definitely applied. Oh. Let's, let's, let's go here. What's the, you know, what's the, um, what do you want to know? My, my happy memory. He's like, yeah. He's like, what do you want to know my happy memory? Hang on, wait, what, why am I in this white room? Are we, is this like the interview process to get on the ship? I was like, oh no, no, you're, you're already on the ship. We're, we're halfway through the journey. Well, you know, early into the journey, um, you're in hibernation and this is just me talking to you because we figured that rather than having you sitting in a pod dreaming about God knows what, wouldn't it be terrible to have a nightmare for 90 years? I'm here to ease you into the process. So we're having this conversation and. Tell me about your happiest memories. like, wait, wait, why don't – if I'm on the ship already, why don't I remember anything that's happened before this? I'm like, I'm just in this room. I don't remember getting on the ship. He's like, you yeah, know, there was a great party. You had a very good time, as I recall. He's like, <laughs> if you like, I can show you the party that you had. It's like, yeah, maybe that'll be good. He's like, all right, that'll be your happy memory. He's like, you don't have any happy memories? He's like, oh, oh, there was a time when I was a kid. It was my mum's birthday and I got her a car for a birthday. He's like, no, actually – no, no, the party. Do the party. The party, is, the party is the better one. Show me the party. It's like, all right, welcome aboard, Carter. This is, this is the party that you'll be having for, you know, the next 90 years. And we literally kind of like, as that kind of goes, so he fades out and all of a sudden Chris Pratt's just standing on the ship, it's full. They're having a big fucking awesome party. Here, you get through like the exposition type stuff. So, like, maybe this is where you do have uh, Norris. They explain Norris. the pods to you and that. Yeah, they, thing. so they explain yeah. the pods. Like, okay, this is the orientation. Welcome for the second chance program. You've yeah. all been selected because you deserve a second chance. You are not the actions that you've done previously. You can you can start anew. You can be more than just what you were before. You know? yeah. Okay. So it's this whole spiel, and, and basically it's it's this be- awesome – this is where you can have the cool sci-fi things. It's a big fancy party. Arthur's there pouring drinks. Everyone's having a great time. I'm always moving around the party. People are like, oh, hi, what's your name? And He's like, oh, I'm Jim. I'm Carter. It's nice to meet you, and he's shaking hands with people, and he's just like having a good time. And he kind of has this kind of encounter across the room with – with Jennifer Lawrence as Aurora. We don't know that's her, but he spots her across the room and he's like, oh, it's a really hot chick over there. Yeah. Hey, and she's like, oh, I don't want anything to do with that. You're mm-hmm. gross. Goodbye. And he's like,
1: oh, okay. You
2: know, that should have been her reaction when she discovered that he he murdered her basically, but, like, with time travel. It's effectively what he did anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: but she beats him she up. I did actually really like beat that scene the hell when, out he, of him. when he <laughs> would find
2: out. Yeah, so so you get that you get the whole exposition thing of explaining what, what, what their function will be, so when they land, you know, you are the second wave, the first wave will have started building it up, they'll be all settled in, you'll go in there, you'll get your work so that by the time the non second chance people Get there, you'll have set up a society, you'll have jobs and you're being paid for it too. This isn't just a you're gonna go out into the space and the payment is the journey. We're actually gonna pay you so you can be set up and be working and, and contributing by the time people start arriving at Homestead 2 to colonize it. You're,
1: can, can you're I, they're uh,
2: the first fleet of Homestead 2. Can we know
1: now, or maybe this is something we have to find out in a little while, but these people yep Are they from prison? Are they convicts? Are they is it someone who just like, oh, I got in a fight with somebody and
2: so, I just want a second chance? What's the degree of like they're not Okay, so they're not so they're not obviously putting like murderers and rapists on. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they stay in prison. So white collar criminals or a guy who like stole some cars. So people who've who've done something stupid or tax in the past. fraud or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So not or not even necessarily just white collar, but just like maybe a pickpocket. Or a guy who's in for armed robbery that he only did once and he was serving 10 years and he's come out and he's got no job. So they're like the, the they good criminals choice? with hearts of gold. Yeah, they, they've had a choice because you have to apply for it. Okay. Right, if, right. if you don't apply, you don't get to go. So he's yeah, definitely applied for it. And they, Anyways, they, it was like
1: an extensive interview process and all sorts of stuff. Sure. So they're criminals
2: without being like psychotic. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Correct. Great. They're, they're just people who deserve a second chance. They've done like... They've a, done their time and now it's... Yeah. So it's, it's this great time. He's having a really... Really excellent time. It's just, it's literally just you see more of the ship, some of the cool things that are available to them. Maybe there's like a tour going on with, with like one of the crew being like, and over here." They don't know. They explain the hibernation pods, and then maybe he peels off and he's dancing with some guys and he's having a drink. He's just having a great time, and every now and again he just spots Jennifer Lawrence like watching him, and he's like, "Hey," and she's like, <laughs> "Not get fucked." And just, just a couple of times, and then he sort of walks to the room, and then like the lights go down and come back up again. He's like, "Oh, that was, that was weird," but no one else seems to have like. Worried about that? And he's like, oh, okay, that's... that's, 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 that's. He's walking along, and then he suddenly he just, like, drops his drink and, like, falls out of his hand. And he's like, oh, that's, that's weird. I, I should be able to just hold my drink. It's... I, I'm okay, guys. And he, like, falls into the bar, and he's all, like, woozy, and then the lights flick on and off again, and there's this, like, weird, like, buzzing sound, and, like, like shit starts going on outside, and it looks like the ship is, like, about to, like, implode and be destroyed. And then he just hears Arthur's calm Michael Sheen voice, in his ear, just, oh, dear. <laughs> and then he wakes up. Bang. He's coming out of the hibernation pod. Cool. So he's, that's that's his sort of. I love it. That's like the, really. the happy memory they gave him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I needed exposition, and also he yeah. didn't have a happy memory. Cool. We'll discover why later.
1: Oh.
2: So Jim wakes up in the hibernation, and it's effectively the same beats we see in that opening fifteen minutes. Um, because yep. there's nothing wrong with those before you discover that he's this creepy stalker man. Yep. However, I've rather than cap it at a year. I've made it six months because that that kind of services, you know, my story and, sure. you know, because that's better. Yeah. And basically he he sort of explores the ship and he runs into Arthur. And he's like, hey, you're in my dreams. And I was like, I'm in mean, everyone's <laughs> dreams. What can I do for you? You're not supposed to be awake. He's like, you know, I something happened and I woke up. And I was like, that is highly unusual. It's like, can you put me back in? He's like, no, we cannot. I am dreadfully sorry, but there is no way we can put you back in the hibernation pod. He's like, well, that's that's dumb. Why would you make hibernation pods? For, like, people who – why would you do that? And he's like, I don't know. Why, why are you on the – you know, why Why? Why did you choose to go on the ship? You knew the risks when you got on board? Hmm. He's like, no, this isn't what I signed up for. He's like, tell me what you signed up for. When you were in the application process, did they not explain all the risks that might be involved with using one of our hibernation pots? And Jim Carter, as Arthur has been referring to him, just kind of goes silent. He's like, yeah, they did. What do I do now? He's like, well, whatever you like. It's like, unfortunately – You'll be dead by the time we arrive at the planet. I won't be. I'm a robot. Um, (laughs) You will be, though. I want more sass from my robots, man. K2, you know. Robot. Robot. So Mm, he was the best thing about it.
1: He was. Yeah. Okay.
2: (laughs) No, you you agreed with me the other day, you bastard. (laughs) What? Maybe Gabe did. Anyway, he's like, you know, I can make you comfortable. He's like, how? He's like, well, all the facilities that are on board the ship. Because the idea is that the ship gets close to the homestead and then everyone wakes up to, like, Finish the landing and obviously they can use the facilities. It's like all the facilities on board are, are for you to use you now. There's a library, there's a gym, there's a pool, you'll have a great time. And he's like, Oh, all right then. And I was like, And I make a very good Tom Collins. He's like, <laughs> I'll have three. <laughs> so he pausing with Tom cool. Collins. And so they're talking to me. He's like, So what do you do? He's like, I'm here to care for all of you. I make sure that this doesn't happen. Jim's like, Oh, yeah, thanks. That was really helpful. He's like, <laughs> And I monitor and make sure that our, our ship's on course. You know, we, it's like, Oh, well, can I talk to any of the crew? He's like, Oh, no, the crew, don't sleep on here. They sleep on the shuttle that tows the rest of the ship. And you're like, <laughs> Can I contact the crew? That's clever, because it's better than that. He's like, yeah, because like in the film, well, who's it's actually it's, steering
1: the ship? Is it a? Is it a it's thing on that a pilot? It's it's, on, it's completely on autopilot. But the
0: crew are like locked behind that giant. But they're all asleep door, though, aren't they? They're all asleep.
1: Yeah, oh, stupid. Why are the crew? And like also,
0: yeah, like if the ship is starting to have problems, why would they then not wake yeah, up? Yeah, how could some they not the foresee, members?
1: like, okay, what if there's a problem? We need to have like a crew that's awake. Yeah. Even like you said before, it should be like a rotating crew. It's just, yeah, it's stupid. It's dumb.
2: So he's like, well, then can I contact them? He's like, and I was like, you are not going to like this answer. <laughs> it's like, of course I'm not. Of course I'm not. Why can't I contact the crew? He's like, well, unfortunately, the asteroid field that we went through that damaged your hibernation pod also damaged our communication array and I haven't been able to repair it and we won't be able to communicate with the crew much longer because they'll soon be disengaging. So what put disengaging. is like, did you pay attention to anything in the orientation video? He's like, <laughs> there's lots of drinks and pretty women. It was a good party. He's like, yes, I do recall. You had a very good time at the party. He's like, the crew don't take us the whole way because they have to get the next crew. So they tow oh, cool. us to yeah. a point in space and then go back. So they're disengaging in like two months' time, we can't contact them. And Jim's like, yeah, all right, you say that. And then basically instead of kind of just like walking around, he spends like a large portion. Instead of trying to get back in the hibernation pod, it's like him coming up with different ways to communicate with the shuttle. Mm-hmm. It's like agonizingly a few feet in front of him, but he can't actually get across it because it's like actually tethered. It's not, you can't walk into it. Can he get yeah. the space suit? Nah, because it's like a rope. I don't know. It's like an energy beam. He can't yep. walk across an energy beam. It's too far. He doesn't actually know anything about space because, unlike this, he's not an engineer of any kind. Do you need the spacesuit so I can't you just remove that element from the film? Yeah, there's no yeah, spacesuit. Because so what's no the spacesuit. purpose? Like they,
1: Why would they need them? So let's just get rid of them. He can't go on the spacesuit and go out there. Yeah, right, that, yeah, I don't need
2: spacesuits in my film. Yeah, cool. You know, it's all good. So we can't communicate with the crew and he just it, it sort of goes on. And you, basically what, what I'd do is it'd be like a montage, a bit like uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah. I don't know what song I want, but I like I want a song playing every time he wakes up and it's the same song. I want to be like a really happy, like optimistic cool. song. Yeah. And he's just like, um you know that song? I can't remember what the film is, but I feel like I'm stealing it from something. That song We're in for stormy weather. <laughs> like that song plays every morning when he gets up and he's just starting to get angry and he can't more and more he's with Arthur. And Arthur's quite lovely and polite, but Arthur's a robot and he's yep. like, uh, you know, I'm busy working on other things. But just, you know, pause him a drink and they kind of yep. bond and whatever. You
1: know what I like about this is because it puts like, it, put, it gives the story tension that the film doesn't actually have and it puts a clock on it. Like, yeah. instead of it being like, oh, I'm just going to have to live on this thing and I'll die, like, you know, within the next 90 years. Now it's like, I've got two months to figure out how to contact them or I'm fucked.
2: I want a moment of hope. So towards the end, as he's building up, he he thinks he's actually got a way to do it. Yep. He's been tinkering around. Now he's not an engineer, but but he's good at fixing things, and he's kind of good with his hands and putting electronics together, and Arthur's giving him a bit of help because Arthur's like, well, I have nothing better to do because all the other people I have to care about are asleep. You're the most difficult person in my life, and you're awake, and my theory is that if I help you communicate the shuttle, you'll stop annoying me and allow me to do my other jobs, yeah. and you want to electrocute and kill yourself, thereby I'll be serving my function of making sure you're He'd safe.
1: He'd be fun too in those sense but like, don't put that there, you'll kill yourself, and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> Correct, correct.
2: He's yeah. like, I think I know what I'm doing. He's yeah. like, okay. And then he would just like... Go to do it and think about it and then do what Arthur <laughs> said. Anyway, he, he basically manages to patch into the communication array. And it's like he's trying to contact the crew and he's like yelling at them and like contact them and they signed they're like, Hello, yep, who is we can and it's like cutting in and out. And he's getting excited, cool, cool. excited. He's like, Yeah, I, I we is that mentioned, you know, he's like trying to there and he can hear sort of talking and then it comes in and he's like, Yes, and he starts talking back. And then he realizes that the radio chatter that he's hearing, he can hear, but he can't talk. And the radio chatter is between Andy Garcia, the captain, and mission control, and yep. he's reporting that everything is good to go mm-hmm. uh, for the disengaging of the shuttle. Yep. And then Chris right. Pratt just sits there and watches as the shuttle disengages and turns around and flies past, and he watches it fly past. Uh, that'll break my heart. And That's he's fair. just hes just a broken man. He Some, just like, down. music. Oh, it's you know, already and, a and, better film. And, and as he's sitting there sad, Arthur comes in and just hands him a Tom Collins <laughs> <laughs> and walks away, and, and he doesn't even drink it. He just puts it on the ground, and he's yep. just... He's just despondent, shot. yeah. And he basically spends the next few months just kind of doing what he does where he's kind of wandering around. And yep. he starts to read the other profiles of the people, um, not with any sort of purpose. He's just reading through them and he's scrolling through them and there's this person and he gets to Aurora, but he just reads her like everybody else and he scrolls through and he scrolls through and he just – the last one would be he wakes up one morning and the song starts to play and it just – like it just cuts out. Yep. And he just kind of sits up and looks at the, the clock, whatever he's got, he's waking up and he's like, oh, Okay. He goes over to the desk and you see him writing, and he's he's writing a suicide note. He's basically yep. decided, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. end it. He's got the big Jesus beard. Yeah, he's beard and hair. He just looks like he's just fucked. Yeah. Anyway, he comes out and he's sad and shitty and whatever, and he goes into the hibernation pod, and puts the note in there because he wants them to see it. And then as he puts it down, he goes to walk out and he looks across and he sees that one of the other pods is open. He's like, oh, that's new. When did that happen? That's so he goes over and he has a look at it and he realizes that it's like. Malfunction, but not in the same way his has. It's like it's been triggered from the inside to, like, open after a certain period of time. He's like, there's a timer in it. It's like, why the fuck would someone put a timer in there? It's like, I don't ask Arthur. He's like, Arthur, looking for you. He's looking around and then, like, he hears, like, like, the noises behind him. He's like, oh, fuck, there's something going on here. Uh." He's like, okay, okay, nice, it's fine. You're fine, you're fine. He picks up like a wrench and he's like, all right. And he's, like, following the sounds. Because I don't know, I can't remember. Do the hibernations like leave like fluid or something? Let's say there's like wet footprints or yeah, something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. So he's following that, and he's like right, and it's it's kind of a tense scene where he's like moving through like the bowels of the ship, and there's like something moving behind him, and he turns around and turns around anyway, walks into a room, and it, oh, it's nothing there. Oh, that's, that's bullshit. I thought there was someone there, and oh, and there's like everyone's got these little name tags on. Yeah. And he picks it up, and he goes to pick it up, and just as he does, we just see a shadow limit behind him and smack him over the back of the head. Oh. <laughs> suddenly he wakes up and he's groggy and he's tied to a chair and he's like what the fuck is happening here and as he comes to he kind of looks up and this sort of person who's in a vision and bang it's it's aurora jennifer lawrence walks over and she looks pissed and she like goes to hit him again he's like oh look whatever i did i'm 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 sorry (laughs) she's like what he's like "I, i assume that i've done something to upset you because that's that's normally what happens to did, did I beat up your brother? It was, did I steal your car? I stole your car. I stole your car, didn't I? Did I, did I steal your car? <laughs> did I spill your drink at the party? It was the party. I saw you at the party. I, I did something to you. You were greasing me the whole night at the party. I, I did something to you in a past life. I, I knew it. I'm sorry. And she's like, she just doesn't say anything. She's like, what's your name? He's like, uh, J- Carter. <laughs> she's like, bullshit. He's like, no, that's my name. She's like, your name is Carter Ramirez. He's like,
0: <laughs> see.
2: <laughs> Whack, she smacks him again. And she's, like, just furious. She's like, and he's, as she smacks him, he sort of falls back in the chair and she writes him back up and he realises they're in the airlock of one of the ships. And He's like, what are we doing here? Oh, she's just in like, the old, I will, you in the airlock. <laughs> I will blow your lying ass out of the airlock if you don't start telling me the Ooh. truth. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't do that. Like, that's, that's, like, that's murder. You're not going to do that. We're both, you know, we both woke up early. You know, you're going to be by yourself for ages. You, you know, you're not going to do that to me. And as he's saying that, like trying to be all cocky, she just gets up and starts walking over to the airlock door. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah. Oh, going to blow me out of the airlock. And then she seals the first door. He's like, oh, you're going to blow me out of the airlock. And then she seals the second door. And he's like, ha. <laughs> you wouldn't blow me out of the airlock. And she flips up the panel where the airlock switches, and she just puts her hand on it, and he's like, "You want to blow me out of the airlock because um, because I know something you don't." And she's like, "You have three seconds to tell me your name." He's like, uh it's it's Carter. <laughs> she's like, "You have one second to tell me your name." And he's like, "My name's Aurora Lane." And she stops. yeah she's like, "What is like, that's my name? Uh, I'm aurora and 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 I, I like reading books but but not old books because I think they're stupid. I like horror and fantasy and and my brother put me up to this and that's all I've got. I'm so sorry. Yep. She's like, how do you know all that? He's like, oh, I read about it. I got really bored. I've been awake six months. I, I read your file while I was here. And she's like, you've been awake for six months and you've read a file. You haven't done anything else? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to come with the shuttle, but they disengaged and as soon as he says that she just like, Cold, angry again. Yeah. She goes back to me. She's like, Jim, 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 Jim Preston. My name's Jim Preston. And I am, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My name's not Carter Ramirez. I stole his ticket. I stole his pass. I paid a guy. I got on there. I just lifted it, gone, and I'm on the ship. Okay. I didn't think it was going to work. I thought they'd have checks and balances in place to make sure that Carter Ramirez would be on the ship and not Jim Preston. But apparently they don't have those kind of things. So I'm so sorry. This is literally, I'm a hustler. Like, that is it. I'm a hustler. I'm not a good guy. I'm a hustler. I, I didn't mean to do this. How the fuck do they not have checks? <laughs> like, oh, Why wouldn't I have checks, Sean? Hmm. don't know. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll be explaining mm-hmm. the pitch. Stop asking questions you'll get answers to. Okay, okay. Thanks. <laughs> welcome. Carry on. And she stops. And she's like, you stole his ticket. Yep, I stole his whole identity. It was a bit of a bit of cheeky identity. <laughs> and she's like, you're Jim Preston con man. You're not Carter Ramirez. No, I'm just a guy. And she's just like, fucking hell. She goes over and she unties him and she just starts to leave. He's like, where, where, where are we going? She's like, I'm going to get a drink. It's like, oh, you can meet Arthur. Arthur's my friend, uh, you know. And he starts. He's a confident, you know, yeah, cool. showy guy again. He's like, oh, I have to ask. Like, you're, you're. That's why you were greasing me at the party. It's because. You, you knew that I wasn't who I said I was. She's like, no, I, you, people were calling you Carter. And I was like, there's no way you're Carter Ramirez, you're fucking some other guy. He's like, how did they not realize that I wasn't, like, sh- how did, like, I, I'm amazed I got away with this. How did they not do any checks and balances? Like, surely they care about, you know, who's going on board this ship. She's like, yeah, you'd think that, wouldn't you? She just walks off into the bar and he's like, okay, okay. Anyway, he walks in and he's, he's trying to be, like, charming and, and friendly and, he pours out, you know, goes into Arthur. He's like, all right, I've got this. this. He's like, yeah, look, hey. And Arthur's like, hello, Mr. Preston. It's like, yeah. It's like, or do you prefer Jim? I've been talking to your friend here. She's been telling me all about you and how you are not Carter Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yep, yeah. And she's got two drinks in front of her. So he comes over to take one and she just puts both hands on and slides them across to her. He's like, yeah, okay, okay. And he's, he goes, oh, I'll have a I'll have a Tom Collins and he goes to sit next to her and she gets up and moves to the other end of the bar and sits down. He's like, Alright, yeah, okay. This is awkward. It's like, Arthur. It's like, Yes, Jim. I'm sorry I lied to you. It's like, it's okay. It's doesn't matter to me. I'm a robot. You don't feel <laughs> upset about being lied to. It happens all the time. It's like, oh so I'm I, I think we're stuck on this ship for like eighty years, eighty eight years, three weeks and four <laughs> days to be exact. Right, yep, yeah, good, thanks. Um and she hates me. Can can you help me so she won't hate me? He's like, Well, first of all, you look like a homeless man. Good. So he goes off, makes himself look nice, comes back in. It's like
1: Jim would be like whispering to Arthur, and Arthur would just be talking really loudly.
2: Come on, Arthur. He's like, "Uh, uh, Come on, Arthur. I didn't understand. You were asking me how you should impress this young lady. I'd be like, Because she's she's really hot. She is really hot, (laughs) yes. She is quite attractive, (laughs) and attractive people like other attractive people. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yep, no, good. Yep, thanks, Arthur. Anyway, so. He's he's kind of brushed himself up. He goes in and basically it's this whole scene where he's trying to charm this girl and it's just not working and he's, he's sort of sitting there and as he's trying to talk to her, Arthur's just like hanging around. Yeah, cool. And any time she, like, she starts giving like one-word answers, like she starts like kind of giving him bits and pieces and he's like, okay. Anyway, and we kind of get a little bit of a montage where like over a couple of days... He goes out and does something. He goes looking for her. She'll be in the gym. He joins in the gym. She goes off somewhere else. So he sure. goes somewhere else with her. And it always ends in the bar. She's drinking drinks. He tries to sit next door and Arthur comes and sort of hovers around. She just doesn't yep. want to bar him.
1: Tom, do you think there'd be like a level of curiosity from her though, where she would be like, you've been here for six months. Did you figure out why you woke up early? How did it happen? Have you done anything to try and like figure this out?
2: We'll get to that. Okay. Every time they sit down, they sit they start moving from there, they start having dinner sitting at a table and you ask the questions like, So what did you do before you woke up? And she'll start trying to talk to him and he wants to know about more about Carter Ramirez. Did you know him? And anytime she starts to talk about, you know, he's trying to put the moves on and Arthur's just kinda of like, How are you doing really good? And, and she just won't say anything and she'll kick him and annoy him and he's like, Oh whatever and he's like, you know, you know, trying to It's like, you know, they've been on maybe, maybe it's been like a couple of months now and he's like, Yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna just try put my moves on, the best moves ever. It's like, Arthur, would you You know, just doesn't, don't some people need some checking in in the hibernation pod? (laughs) Arthur, they need checking? No, I just checked them. (laughs) Cool. What about that other room that's really interesting? No rooms interest me. I am a robot. (laughs) Yep, cool, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Do you want to just like maybe give us a bit of space? It's like, oh, yes, of course. If you do practice safe sex, this is not a good place to raise a child (laughs) and just leaves. He's like oh, um, Arthur, right? Okay. <laughs> Actually, I want to have a joke where he's like, "Okay, yeah, cool, bye, Art." And he's leaving. He's like, "I do not like it when you call me that." <laughs> um. Anyway, he leaves. He's like, "All right." Now he's gone. Will you tell me what the what the fuck is going on? Why did you wake up? Why when I go? Why are you always wandering around places that you shouldn't? leave? I see you coming out of rooms. You, you're up to something. What is it? And she's like, you know, and, and when we talk, can you just stop kicking me under the table? I will kick you under the table as much as I like, you lying piece of shit. I can't believe you stole someone else's ticket to get on their ship. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity. Uh, I took it and ran. There was some bad people after me. So I came on here because it was the safest option. And she just <laughs>, laughs. Yep. The safest option. Do you know what's funny? There are people on here who applied thinking it was a good idea. You stole your way on to a death trap. He's like, are, are, are you kidding me? Like, you know, storm, this is the second chance. I mean, I'm in space. I, hang on, did, did did you say death trap? She's like, are you really that stupid? He's like, yes, I am. I stole a man's name and <laughs> pretended to be someone who is Hispanic and I am not Hispanic at all. I don't even know Mexican. C was a step in the dark. <laughs> and she's like, this, this company who run this program, the Homestead 2, we're not going to make it to the homestead too. Like that's, that's not, that's not part of the plan. There's, there's no crew on this ship. It's like, yeah, no, they were towing the ship. It's like, there are no crew. There's one med bay. There's barely anything on this ship to help us function. There is a bartender and a robot, like a robot who's a bartender and, and a, and a guy who checks charts. He, he can't do anything. If someone needed major surgery on board, there'd be nothing to help them. Nothing on this ship is supposed to last for 90 years. It's like, I don't understand it. Basically, she explains that the program that they bought into isn't as altruistic as they thought because the bad criminals were never going to be able to go into space. What are the people who aren't bad, but they just do dumb shit all the time? And and no matter how hard they try, they just keep sliding back into stealing cars, or maybe they sell drugs, or maybe they do a couple bad things, but they're not the worst of the worst, but they're still a nuisance and if you had the opportunity to start a new colony in space, wouldn't it be better if they weren't there? Wouldn't it be better if we could just get rid of them and maybe we're not starting a new colony, we're just going to rebuild the Earth as it is?
0: Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of shipping them off yeah. to nowhere. Yeah.
2: Now, I'm dealing with in the world. I have to put them on the ship, mm-hmm. right? It's a really expensive way to get rid of petty criminals, but we'll talk about the logistics of that <laughs> later. But I guess it's kind of
0: to, like if family or whatever no. to assure them that, okay, well, they can't join me here on Earth, but they're going to yeah have a new life Correct. somewhere else. And
2: then a tragic accident's going to happen to them while they're out in space. Isn't that awful? <laughs> so it's like weirding out the yeah the bad people. Okay.
0: Okay, so why is, she, why is Aurora on here then?
2: And Chris Pratt's like, oh, that's, uh, that's really, really bullshit. Like, they're not going to do that. Like, okay, do you want know the people on this shit? They're not all bad. And he starts listing off all these people and he's like, cool. Every time he gets to a reason, he's like, oh, yeah, that person probably is bad. He's like, and I got on this ship. It's like, all right, what are you doing on this ship then, huh? What's, what's your what, what's your reason for being on this ship? And she's like, this ship is my second chance. It's like, you just told me we're all going to die, you idiot. It's not your second chance. She's like, no, saving the people on this ship is my second chance. Oh, he's like, oh. nice. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Well, I've got the feeling a bit here. So he's like, but how do you know that? that all of this is happening. And, and maybe maybe through the explanation, she tells like a story that's not related, but it's kind of about being humiliated as a teenager because like some people want you to be friends with them. And she's like, have you ever had like when you're at school or, or something and it's just too good to be true? And that's because it is. This whole shit, because he's still in denial, because like that's a big thing to try to convince someone of. He's like, no, 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 no. She's like, just, just think about it. Think about the time that something was too good to be true and you were lied to. And then when you've thought about that, come and talk to me later because I'm going to need your help because you may not be Carter Ramirez, but. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're
1: looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role.
2: Yeah, no, get fucked. This is fucked up. I'm going to go. I'm (laughs) going to go. I'm out of here. So he goes off and he's kind of in his own thing. He's like just trying to process all the information. And we see him. He goes in and he's going through the video files, just looking for the hope that maybe someone in there isn't a bad guy so that potentially this plot to just exterminate prisoners on the way to this other planet aren't going to do that. And he's like going through it. And he gets to him and it's like, you know, tell us about, you know, you. Your, your happiest memory. They do that in the interview process. And it's yep. the same interview, but it's with a person that you don't see on camera. And he's not talking about the party, but he's talking about the story that he started telling Arthur at the start. Which, about the which, car. About the car. He's like, yeah, no, my happiest memory was my mum's birthday. I was 18, 19, and we saved up and we bought her a brand new car from from a friend of ours. And it was the car that she wanted. It was a dream car, and she was so happy. And I'll never forget how happy she was. And he, and he's he's kind of getting a bit, like, worked up. And you see kind of Jim sitting there watching it. And then as the the story unfolds, you learn that, he didn't realise it but the buddy that he was with had stolen the car and that he'd given this money to a stolen car and he's like and it was heartbreaking when three days later the police arrived at our house mm-hmm. and took the car off my mum and she just wouldn't look me in the eye because she's like, you stole this. And, I, you know, I'd been a bad kid but I decided I was going to be a good kid and I'd worked really hard at this shitty hardware store to get this car for my mum and it was stolen and she was like, you're exactly the same as you've always been. Uh, so that's my happiest memory and also why I deserve a second chance. And he's like, and you hear this voice, you know, why deserve a second chance? He's like, because it wasn't my fault. Because someone told me that this car was the real thing and I got sucked in and it wasn't. And Jim's like, yeah, because something seems to be too good to be true. Then they, God damn it. <laughs> like he's like, this is so annoying. I have to do something. So he goes back to her and he's like, she's in doing reading plans or schematics or something in one of the many, many weird rooms on that ship that overlook like planets and arts oh, are so pretty so we can get some of that budget mm-hmm. in. And he sits down and he's like, all right, who was Carter Ramirez? Whose ticket did I steal? And she basically then explains the plan that what they're going to do is the ship is designed to fail. There is a floor in the ship just as there is, you know, like a floor in the Death Star, something like that. <laughs> they have to work out what that floor is. It's got to look like an accident so that when they do the reports to say that these people lost their lives, it's going to look like a horrific accident, blah, blah, yep. blah. And that both of them were set to timers to wake up so that, you know, they could find the plans. She goes, the reason we were woken up six months apart is because Ramirez's job as a as an engineer uh, was to wake up, get his way into the shuttle in the first few months before the tether got too long, um, take over the shuttle so that we had an escape route once we'd saved everyone's lives. <laughs> oh, She's like oh, we don't have that anymore. And she's like, yes, that's correct. So now what you're going to do with me <laughs> instead of just doing nothing is you're going to help me find this thing and we're going to fix it. We're going to fix this ship sure. so that it doesn't break. He's so like,
0: she never met Carter before?
2: No. no. it's kind of like a spy thing. They never met. They're just going to be on this ship, Carter and... So and do they Ryan. work for other people? Um, I think they were worked Like someone hired them to do it. He's like, yeah. do you want a second chance? It's a really dangerous mission. And He's like, your job's this. They, they kind of got suicide squatted, but... In a better way sure. than yep. the film yeah, is. Yeah, so yeah,
0: why is Aurora willing to do this? We, well, we, might, okay.
2: we might find out as the, as the story progresses. Okay. So she's, they're kind of talking about how, what they're going to try to come up with and, and go through. Uh, a plan is, and this is this is this only line that I have wanted to put in where she's like, you know, so you're going to help me because, you know, Ramirez was going to drive us out of here. I was going to fix this, but roles have changed. I'm now in charge and you're a passenger, so be a useful one. (laughs) He's like, oh, that's the name of the film in the film, Tom. (laughs) Anyway. That's
1: that's going in the trailer. Yeah. So can I ask you, Tom? Yep. Why was Jim Preston's video on the file?
2: Because he doesn't say he's Jim. He pretends he's Carter Ramirez.
1: But he's honest. No, no, but... The video that he went in there and watched because he has to go in for was like his memory, wasn't yeah, yeah, it? it wasn't yeah. Carter's memory. So
2: the idea is that he steals the application pass.
1: Yeah, he still goes in for an interview.
0: But They just think he's Carter. But they yeah. think he's Carter. But, but like,
1: then he didn't get in. So then, by that logic, every single person who went in for the application process—no, no, no—he no, never he applied.
2: Sorry to, this is confused. Maybe I've confused you. So he didn't apply. He still Jim can not apply. Jim never applied. But then, what video is he watching? He's watching the video he's of like him like a pre-induction interview before they put him on the ship. Gotcha. So like he's he's stolen it at stage one. Sorry, yeah, I got and he's coming in stage two and then stage three. Sick, awesome. So he's pretending to be Carter, but as a good con man will tell you, you've got to have truth to your lies so that you know it's not all bullshit. So anyway, she's like, okay, so basically working on the schematics we have. We had six months from when I woke up because you're an imbecile. um, We now have four. and you had six months to try to com- fix a communication array to communicate with the shuttle, as you've described, and you barely got that to work. It's like,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. These characters are so much better for the actors playing them. Yeah, as well. that
0: was my other like uh, problem with the film was that Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence are really funny people, yeah. but the film like hardly used them. What you're like doing is
1: them. much better suited to their strengths as actors, yeah. I think. Yeah,
2: yeah. he's a Conanus larrikin and she's a no-bullshit Spacewoman. Perfect. So he's trying to explain that the reason the comms were down. He's like, but like I, I tried to radio the ship. I could have just radioed the shuttle and they would have been like, oh yep, you, no, you're fine. B- because that would've like, you know ha- what? We hit an asteroid field. That's why I wasn't able to radio them. And she's like, Oh, we hit an asteroid field, did we? He's like, Yes, we We didn't hit an asteroid field. She's like, watch the video of the asteroid field we went through. There's no asteroid field. He's like, <laughs> So, you know, the comms were always were designed to, to break. They were probably not functional in the first place. <laughs> You've—I'm actually kind of impressed that you got a pair of comms that weren't supposed to work to be able to receive information. Well done, guy. You're actually kind of talented. Maybe that's a tip of the hat to show that he is kind of good. Good. Anyway, so Arthur's a bit of a piece of shit then. Well, I think
1: Arthur's a Arthur robot. Know? Yeah. Didn't Arthur, Arthur say to him that they were damaged in the asteroid field? Probably because that's what
2: he'd been told as well. Oh, very good. Because he's a robot, man. Just, just. He doesn't know the narrative, but he goes and plugs himself in every night. Very They'd good. They probably put That's things cool. in his head, like Kevin Spacey and Moon. There'd be also some, I feel like there'd be at some point during this sort of process, you'd kind of have a montage now of them like, trying to ship together, their relationship's developing, their banter's kind of nice. Um, and there'd be some piece of evidence that she'd be able to show him to like definitively prove it, which would be like a recording of the previous ship that went out before them, cool. never arrived, all that kind of stuff, or that Homestead 2 is... Blowing up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, just something like that. Mm-hmm. Through this whole thing, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to yeah get out of here and find she it. She should
1: point out, too, like that there's no children or anything in the thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, If you're really going to build a new world, then you take... like. People of all different ages. would
0: you there's be. second chance? Like, what kids, how terrible yeah, are they? Yeah, no, kids but even like there? teenagers and stuff yeah,
1: like that. There. There. Yeah, there'd be, there'd be like, like some 16 year olds on there. there. Oh, would there be?
2: Cool. Because I think that would be interesting if Jim went, started going through all the people and was like, there's like 15 year old kids on this ship. Yeah. He's like, she's like, yep.
1: And it's like, what did they do to justify getting blown up in space? It's like their and it's like, have like, oh, they stole off. a car one day or something. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's just completely the parents have given permission. The parents have given permission because the parents
2: think it's a second chance. And then it's the engine failed. It was well, a well catastrophic engine failure. So fucked. Sorry, guys. He's kind of going through all these through you know these processes and every and, and basically you build their relationship, you build them exploring what they're doing, cool. you go through the process of elimination of what it could be. Um, I don't really care what it is; it's not relevant. It could be it's not what it is in the film because that's stupid. Yeah. Uh, so it's something like there's like a bomb or just a faulty bit of wiring, and they've just got to get in some way dangerous and fix it. And it's basically like heist prep, high success because it's like. At the same time as Arthur's not necessarily working against them, he's also a robot who's working for the company, so he can't know what they're up to. Yeah. So like, I feel like they pretend to be like having sexcapades in really difficult and weird spots, and then like, <laughs> oh, we're just learning the guitar because I've got lots of time and I want to learn the like just those kind of things. And Arthur's like, okay, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, and eventually they would succeed yeah. in in whatever hot thing they had to pull off, and they would they would repair it, and it would be this kind of nice moment. They repair it, and maybe he kisses her. Meet like a moment of oh that's that's kind of nice and she's like oh yeah that was good don't kiss me again
0: though <laughs> <laughs> like
2: she kisses maybe it's like that kind of moment like of like she kissed they kiss one another she kind of goes with the kiss and then she's like no slaps him yeah. he's like oh yep yeah, no nah. I just thought you know because of the moment we saved everybody that, that would be a that would be an okay and she's just walking he's like yeah not an okay thing to do okay maybe the next heist we can There's not going to be another one damn yeah. it I got like seventy five <laughs> years I've got this yeah <laughs> they succeed and they kind of have like a a nice couple of days where they're just going through life normally because that's what happens now. They just start to kind of coexist and they start to open up. Uh, and I think you'd have like a nice thing where he kind of realises that she's actually all right and he's got to stop being this like fake guy. And one day she's like maybe reading a book. And he comes in and he's like dressed up really nice. He's like, do you want to come have dinner with me? She's like, <laughs> you're a you're a blah, 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 like a lying con man. He's like, yeah, no, that's that's what I've done. But I figure I've got what? 70 years to tell the truth. So yep, you're the only person I can tell it to. So um, this is my second chance. <laughs> and she's like, okay. So she puts on like a nice thing. And you have that, you have that bit from the trailer, which I thought was really great. She's like, we're on a date. And the robot's like, hey, yes, you are. <laughs> anyway, they have a nice moment and through drinks and sort of dinner. And they kind of end up dancing together. And it's a really nice night uh, that they have. And at this point, I think they'd be just talking about, you know, more about the second chance. And maybe, maybe Jim tells the stories of like the things that he's done. He's like, yeah, no, these are some things that I've done. He's like, I've done some good things. And it's just like, she's enjoying it. And he's like, what did, what did you do? You know, what's, what's, what's your thing? And she's like, oh, look, I, I ah, nah, don't do that. Sorry. Okay. We got, we're getting close. He's like, no, just come on. Like it can't be that bad. And she's like walking away. She's kind of done with it. And he's like, he kind of gets angry. And he's like, no, like it can't be that bad. like. What, what terrible thing did you do where you would volunteer for this mission where there was a high chance you would die not make it home and save a bunch of strangers who are all pieces of shit like me? Like, what could be so bad that... And she's like, I killed a bunch of kids. Uh, whoa. <laughs> and he's like, that's, that's pretty bad. Oh. He's like, you're, you're a murderer? She's like, no. Um, I was a cop. Okay. And she's mm-hmm. like, he's like, okay. She's like, that's why I'm good. At, he's like, that's why I'm good at handcuffs. <laughs> and basically, okay. you learn that her backstory is that she was a cop or some sort of enforcement agency, and she was a drinker. She was an alcoholic. That's why she's able to smash the Tom Collinses down. Yep. And she's like, and I used to go out and do stuff on the job, drunk, and my partner was a pussy, and he wouldn't call me out on stuff, so I just kept drinking and being me, and and then one day we had a guy. Uh, who had a gun and a school bus full of kids, and he wasn't getting off the bus. And I rocked up there, and I was drunk, and through some sort of series of events, um, the the bus like was like moving. Yeah, there was an accident, and and I kicked the guy off, and I took control of the bus. Chris Pratt's like, oh, "That's really awesome. It's like some speed yeah. two <laughs> shit, but on a bus instead of a boat." Um, and she's like, "But."
0: What is this just like, like normal speed? speed yeah. <laughs> a, <that's, laughs> like, I stole
2: that. Still, I stole like, that like quote from The Simpsons when he's in the middle of the house. He's like, okay. this is like speed too, but it's on a bus instead of a boat. Yeah. Anyway, so just to kill the tension. So yeah. basically, she's like, <laughs> "Sorry, I, man." So she stole the bus. I arrested the guy, kicked him off, and I and I drove the bus. And all I had to do was just just drive it back. Oh, Tom! But I'd been drinking a lot that day, and I couldn't control such a big bus, and we flipped, and the bus exploded, and oh. I got to live. Fucking hell! And Chris, and Jim's like that's not your fault though. And she's like, isn't it? And he's like, no, that's that's not your fault because like you saved these kids' lives and you made you made a mistake. Like, yes, it was a costly mistake. If we're going to weigh up mistakes, I've done terrible things too. You've done really bad things too. But the idea of this second chance and it's, it's you know, you don't have to be what you've done in the past anymore. Your actions aren't who you are. You just saved an entire crew of people that you don't, matter, in, like, you don't know anymore, you're, you're not a bad person. And she's like, you know, that's that's, that's debatable. Like, like those, He's those a kids... piece
1: of shit. <laughs> He's <laughs> fucking garbage, Tom. <laughs> oh, oh, heartless Sean. So No, 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 no. So she stops the bad guy yep. and then she instead of, the like, part. just being like, alright, we'll wait for backup to come and we'll control the situation, she's like, you know what? Kids, I don't want you to be late. I'm going to drive you home. I'm fucking hammered right now, but I'm going to drive Daughter, you home anyway. Service. And then she kills the ball.
2: Yep. Like, <laughs> She's well, not shit. not like that. I feel like the bus is moving, and she manages to get on the bus, and she like throws him out. Oh, okay, that's and good. then she has to take over control of the all bus right. because she's drunk. Now she's, she's less in she, a So like, it was like yeah. she
1: stopped and was like, "Well, we're on the clock, so yeah, you've got to get there for third
2: period math." <laughs> yes. um, and when that's happening, so she just no, I'm a bad person. Okay, and yeah, those no, kids that, And good. she starts to walk away. Yeah, and Jim's like, "Did any of them live?" And she stops, and she's like, three. Yep. She's like, "He's like, there you go." Three of them lived and she's like, "Yeah, but that's not like he's like, "No, it's that other guy, and he sounds like an asshole, by the way, but if that other guy had have gone away with it, they'd be, they'd all be dead. You save three people's lives. focus on that rather than the bad quality, whatever. They kind of have a nice moment, and maybe maybe that's the thing where they don't like kiss or love. It's just like a nice moment of but it's the, emo- the emotion yeah she, she kind of looks at him yeah, yeah. and realizes that there is more to Jim Preston. Con man than she first thought, and she's like, You're not a bad guy either, Jim. It's like, Oh, I am, but thanks for saying that. And I kind of sit there and have a nice, and they're just looking at the stars, maybe. No, nice. she, like, Leans into him, and he like pours her over. a little, like,
0: little shooting star.
2: Oh, absolutely. Oh, my god. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if he pours her a drink. No, 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 what I was thinking, were... what I was thinking? <laughs> no, 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 no. He goes to, he goes to like pour a drink, and he just takes the drink out of her hands and gets the bottle, and he just like pours it out like onto the grass. And yeah. He's like, we don't, we don't need to have them, and she's like, Thank you, and like nestles into him. It's kind of nice, yeah, and then. It's like, yeah, the one, and then all of a sudden, cool, we're in a church. Okay, and it's like kind of. in space scary outside. <laughs> it's like an old, it's an old church in like a small country town because we can hear sort of noises and yelling okay. outside, and yeah, and they just hear this like panicked person talking over and over again. And oh, I forgive me, Father, for I've seen and like from the confession box, and we kind of move towards the confession box, and then we hear the. We come into the perspective and we can't see this person's face. They're in shadow and they're just saying over and over again, forgive me, father, I have sinned, it's not my fault. And you can hear, like, screams outside, like people are, like, going bananas outside, like something awful happening outside. And then you see a shadow go in and sit down on the other side and you just hear Arthur's voice. Hmm. Confess your sins. Oh, what the fuck? And we see this person lean back and it's it's this guy Gus, Lawrence Fishburne's character. (laughs) Oh. I, I've done a terrible thing. I've done a terrible thing. I thought I thought I was doing the right thing because because I thought that's what God wanted, but that's not what God wanted. And and now they're gonna come and they're gonna kill me. They're gonna they're gonna do awful things to me. I was I was just trying to help. I was just I was just trying to help. I was trying to do what 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 God. And you can see he's not like a well man. He's not all there. And Arthur the priest robot says, "What did you do?" He's like. They were they were come, they came to me and and I was gonna I was gonna just show them you know they don't understand they don't understand the Bible you you have to you have to be in the water and so I put them I put them in the water because that's what that's what God wanted me to do I had to put them in the water and and then and then I and then and then I and then they're in the water too long and then I put them in the water too long and and now people are coming after me and they're gonna they're gonna hurt me I didn't I just put them in the water so that they could they could be baptized and they're in there too long I was like shh it's okay it's Gus right. Yeah. Is that short for Augustus? Yeah. St. Augustus? Yeah. That's a lovely name, Gus. It's just this really calm, nice talking. He's like, Gus, would you like me to absolve you of your sins? He's like, yes, yes, yes. That's all I want. I, I, that's all I want. He's like, there is a way for you to do this, Gus. What if I told you there were lots of very bad people and you could make them go away and God would be happy? If you made the bad people go away, that would, that would balance it out for making those good people go away. Gus is like, yes, I'd, I'd, yep. What do I, what do I have to do? Because the devil is in these people, Gus. And and they, they don't understand. Have you read the story of Noah's Ark, Gus? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know Noah's Ark. Yeah, and he's calming down now. It's like, what if I told you that the Ark wasn't full of animals, but it was full of bad men and that the real story of Noah's Ark was that the storm was supposed to wash away the ship. And Gus mm. is kind of, like, quiet. It's like, Gus, if you want to absolve your sins, you need to be my storm. Gus wakes up in hibernation oh, pod. So, meanwhile, oh. such a nice night in the other part of the ship. We just jump ahead, like, the next day, couple of days, Nothing's out of the ordinary. Maybe she's running on the treadmill and he's doing some weights somewhere. And then there's like just like a weird like alert of some kind. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe one of the engines. Maybe some of the lights just start to fail. I'm like, that's that's weird. And, and then as they're walking to fix the engines, you get that really cool gravity turning off. Cool. See? Oh, yeah. So the gravity fails. Boom, shit. We're now floating around. What's happening with the gravity? It's broken. Shit, we need to. So they start scrambling through and. They go looking, basically it'd be this, this thing of where it's high stakes, lots of shit are flying in their face. Eventually you get to the room, bang, da 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 Arthur comes in. He's helping them out because he's a good guy. Long jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, what are we going to do, Arthur? He's like, oh, da 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 So they, they fix the gravity and the gravity, you know, writes itself again. And, and as it writes itself, we see this but they don't see this. And as the ship writes itself, we just see this, like, figure of Lawrence Fishburne watching them through the doorway ship rides itself and it just disappears. Like, that was really weird. What made the gravity fail? And they start running for the diagnostics and they can't work it out. It's just a system failure. And it would basically be you'd have maybe one more event like that where something really bad happens. Yeah.
0: Like the swimming pool scene.
2: Maybe the swimming pool scene is the gravity scene. Maybe they're in the I pool. Yeah, it. just do one gravity and maybe something else. Yeah, so something else. So, like, suddenly it's just there's this, like, warning coming on and, like, like Chris Pratt's, like, running on the treadmill. Jim <laughs> running on the treadmill is like, man, this is... I thought I was getting like better at this, but I'm <laughs> really not. I'm out of breath. And, and I can't, you know. And then Arthur's like sitting there holding a towel. He's like, how am I going, Arthur? Like, I'm, I'm not doing so well. He's like, no, you are not. Unfortunately, and I don't know why, but the oxygen levels in this room have gone down 30%. He's like, that's bad. And it would be like the oxygen starts to leak out. And at this point, they would kind of discover that, when they solve the oxygen that it's been like forcibly hacked. So they go in there to like start repairing it. And and she's like, maybe you're always like, I'm going to read the schematics because you can't read a schematic. I'll tell you how to fix it. Yeah. So like, just do it really quick. I'm really out of breath. <laughs> so she's reading in the schematic and he's trying to repair it. And he's like, okay, so what do I do now? Like I've got the next bit hooked up, you know? All right. All right. The oxygen's back. Yeah. No, we can breathe again. What do I do now? And just silence. Yep. He's like, Aurora, if you fainted because of oxygen or at my amazing skills at repairing the oxygen, (laughs) I am okay with this. All right, this is scary. We're in space. Aurora. And then you just hear another voice come over the top. Forgive me for what I must do. Oh, man. It's like, whoa, that's not Arthur. That's not Aurora. That's someone really scary. That's who the fuck is that? It's like. I am the storm. <laughs> and so you then basically have this sequence ah. where Chris Pratt's like frantically trying to find what's going on. Comes into a room where we're basically in like some control room. Aurora's like kind of knocked out on the floor and there's Gus, at the controls of the ship, just turning the ship towards like a fucking big star explosion. Yep, quite. Sure. Just just going to fly it into a, you know, fly it into the thing. And he's like, why, why are you doing all this? You know, what... Well, who the fuck are you? And basically this kind of confrontation scene, which is kind of kind of great. Uh, and they'd start fighting. Like They'd be like, oh, you're fighting, doing lots of cool shit, fighting, lots of da-da-da-da-da. As he's trying to, like, fuck a ship up and do terrible things to it. And they basically as Chris Pratt is, like, being choked to death and Gus is like, I'm so sorry, I'm just doing it because this is what I was told to do because the voice spoke to God, spoke to me and so he's kind of this religious nutter kind of thing and, because he's not a, that's the thing, he's not a I couldn't put a straight up psychopath on board because that would make sense. He's not a bad guy. He accidentally drowns some kids and, like, he's a little bit simple in the head and everyone in the town hates him, so he's but Perfect he thinks he church. thinks he's doing the right. Well, because he was told to do yep. this by the priest in the church yep. in mm-hmm. his dream that said that God will forgive you if you yep. blow this whole in his up. Dream. Which is dream. Mm, because how was he in a real church? Come on, guys.
0: That wasn't a flashback.
2: No, sorry, because oh,
1: so a dream. Okay, I thought it was a flashback. Did you know when they're in and hibernation? I, this, I, I assumed that the company were like. We're gonna send all the bad guys up there, and something needs to go wrong. You're the guy we're gonna recruit. You're gonna wake up, you know, at a certain point. No, yeah, I so guess this all happening in So this dreams. was
2: purely so because you have the party scene that happens in Chris Pratt's yep. head. Maybe you get an example where Arthur like has him at high school for like the first time he had sex. Yeah, and Jim's like, no, 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 this was terrible. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that no, that no, no, no. and they jump back out of it again. He's like, all right, what would you like your memory to be while you're flying? So Arthur goes into this guy's memory and tells him that going to kill everybody. So uh, you'd basically have this this big fight scene, and in the end, they'd. As Chris Pratt's, like, dying, bang, Aurora just comes up and smashes the back of Gus's head and he hits the ground. I'm like, what the fuck are we going to do with him? Yeah. It's like, he tried to kill us. And she's like, we, we have to get rid of him. And Chris Jim's like, no, no, we, we're we not going to put him out the airlock because you and I aren't murderers. You've killed people for the last time. I don't kill people. we we'll have to come up with something else. And she's like, the med pod. And it's like, what? He's like, put him in the med pod and just turn the hibernation off indefinitely we will just sleep forever and that's it. Okay. Yep. So like, okay. So they put him in a med pod and seal him up and as they're like, and this would be just straight up ripping off another great sci-fi film, as they're putting him in there, they see this voice behind them and it's just like, I'm afraid I can't let you do that. <laughs>
1: and <laughs> they turn around Arthur. and there's Arthur
2: and he's standing there and he's like, if you don't step away from that med pod, there are five people on board this ship who all have similar brain patterns To our friend Gus here, (laughs) I could tell them all that you were murderers trying to kill everybody. And I mean, because this is the second chance, they try to redeem themselves. I'm gonna have to ask you to step away. Um, I don't know how it would happen, but again, it would be this final confrontation between Jim and Aurora and Arthur. And Arthur's a robot, so he like owns the shit out of them, and they're in a medbay, so there's like scalpels. Someone would yeah. get stabbed, probably fatally, yep. probably oh. Jim. Oh. Aurora's kind of fighting them off, you know, trying to, trying to like defeat him and Arthur would be saying some awful things to her. He's like, you know, why don't I fix you another drink, that kind of thing, or <laughs> you deserve to die because you killed all those people on that bus. And, and just just being a real I'm the company man, this is what we do. And she's like, We're not, you know, you're not going to get away with this. And he's like, but we already have. You aren't the only ship. There are plenty others. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well done. You've saved a ship of people. And at this point, finally wounded Chris Pratt would get up and, like, stab the scalpel through the robot's neck and he kind of, like, fizzles out and dies. Yep. And as he's dying, Chris Pratt would be like, yes, but in the same way that he said, yes, but you saved three, he'd be like, yes, but we saved 3,000. Yeah. Like, we saved these people, and that's better than letting everyone die. Yeah, that's cool. And Arthur would just slowly, like, da da Chris Pratt's like, huh. He always annoyed me, <laughs> oh I'm actually no, I'm bleeding really bad and dying, and so, so they're kind of like lying there, and she she's like what what do we what do we do like what do I do? We have to he's like, uh oh, well, look, uh, you can't put me in the med pod because you've got to leave Lawrence Fishburne in the med pod because if he wakes up again you he would do awful things, so just leave him in there. I don't want you put him out the airlock. He's like, and look, if I'm honest, I would have got so bored like seventy years, and look. You you really don't like me that much, like that kind of thing. So and yeah, it'd be sure. like you know she gives him a kiss and he he dies. <laughs> right. She doesn't revive him like she does in the film. Mm. Okay. Or would okay. you like her to revive him, Sean?
1: Get Laurie out of the fucking med pod. No, he's knocked out.
2: Put Jim in there. Fix the wound up. No, sorry. What's knocked your ending? All right, because something would happen where basically the med pod in the fight with Arthur would become damaged. Okay, sure. Yep. He anyway, And in there. And Lance Fishburne's just in there, so. So Jennifer Lawrence is just like on this ship by herself with this dead body, and so she just starts to write because the whole thing was that she was a writer. So she writes this whole thing, and she's on there by herself, and she actually kind of enjoys the solitude because she spent so long with like the trauma and the memories of. So it's basically she becomes like a Buddhist monk. Okay, (laughs) she stops drinking. She has this. You don't. You don't see all this. Maybe. Maybe she's just kind of writing, and she's like buried Jim somewhere in that weird garden that they're able to grow. Don't get me started on that. Eventually, what you would cut to the same thing where the, the ship actually they all wake up and there's a recording of a very old age of Jennifer Lawrence and they're like, oh, what's this? And it's like, you know, play me. It's like, we're, we're going to be arriving on the planet soon and we're not supposed to arrive on the planet. So we've got enough stuff on this ship to be able to survive for the next few years before the actual homesteaders come. And the company will deny that this happened because they can't admit that and we've got no proof of it because no one's going to believe me and Mother's dead and all this, basically all this kind of stuff. And they're like, you know, you just got to go out there and – Make a new life and, and take take the second chance that you're given. Because there is a great man who died on this ship who was given a second chance, even though he didn't realise it and he took it. Yeah. So, you know, make sure you do that too. And so they all walk off the ship and people are like helping on another out of hibernation pods and it's like, oh nice and they go off the ship and it's like, ah, oh, new dawn, yay. It's happy. Except because this film set in the Black Mirror Universe, there's a sting. <laughs> Whereas they're like getting equipment out, someone walks over to the hibernation pod, is like, oh, Maybe they don't land on the planet. They're still just travelling for the last two years, but they're all conscious to maintain. Sure. right. It's like, oh, we need a med pad. someone in here. Oh, oh my God, pod. there's someone in here. And you just see, like, the lights sort of come on and yeah. da, da 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 And you don't see him wake up, but you just see the pod just start to open. And then there's credits.
1: <laughs> Fuck, you make
2: me sad. <laughs> Look at the passengers. A thriller in space <laughs> like it should have been.
0: Oh, God. That's a good stick. Yeah, fucking hell. So
2: I killed Jim. Uh, he's dead, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne is evil and still alive. So all right, the also want to clarify. Yeah, premise is really rocky because the premise to start with is really odd. Yes. So I just was like, I've got to keep it in universe that yeah. on the ship. Yeah. So within the rules of the story, they have to be on the ship for a reason.
1: If this ship is always intended to blow up or malfunction, and they're not supposed to get there. Why are the coordinates even set? Like why? Like that's where I was wondering. So you got to a certain point in the thing where yeah. they they kind of save the day and oh we've saved everybody's life and all that. But to my mind, I was like, but isn't the ship just going to float in space until it eventually? Well, I think
2: the idea is that maybe maybe they chart the coordinates themselves.
1: Okay, I don't
2: know. Right. So what was... I? I don't know what it would be. Like that's yeah. what I mean. So like mm. I know I was restricted in the. By what they already by what think, they were already yeah. doing, so yeah. I tried to I changed a lot of it, but I kept the premise of it. They had to be going somewhere, so maybe for the sake of the, to, to basically for plausible deniability, they had to have the route. yeah for the log or something for the log. Yep, so they could actually check like the space black box. I really love. <laughs> yes. I'd kind of love it if it
1: wasn't Gus's dream, and if that was a flashback to before he got on the ship, and if there are a bunch of robotic Arthurs who are like company men.
2: Well, I was- he went
1: there, and because uh, my because when you did it, my read was that the company want to blow the ship up, so they'll just recruit him to do it. We're going to set a timer, Gus. You're going to wake up. It's your job to, um, you know, regain your faith and everything. You've just got to get rid of the bad people, and that'd be his thing. See, Otherwise I, you need to make more of the, the dream aspect. Well, that's that's an easy fix. Yeah. Right? At the yeah. start with Chris Pratt's being interviewed, he's just shown a lot of dreams and he's like, no. Nah, it needs don't... to be like a warning or something like, uh, you know, you need to be honest with us during this process and tell us like a happy, th- it needs to be like side effects or something. Yeah. Something happened with Gus and so his one
2: got kind of like twisted and well, fucked up. What I probably didn't explain in my head, it was that Arthur makes that dream happen for Gus. Like he Arthur, builds yeah. no, that like, whole memory around for like, him. Okay. So it would be that you can have any dream you want, but Arthur's in charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the idea that the idea that I had where it was actually he was recruited on the ship is that it shows that Arthur is running the ship. Great. All so right. that you get that whole thing where he builds this great relationship with art and then to discover that art is a piece of shit. Kind of like what happens with Aurora and Jim in the actual film. Yeah. But you know. That, it for me,
1: that just needs to be a little bit clearer just for idiots like me. Yeah. But that that works. That's really cool.
0: And so with the original Carter, yeah. what was I dunno if you would have fleshed that out, but what because like, um, yeah, Chris Pratt or he kind of steals his redemption, steals Carter's redemption. I'm guessing if Carter had a similar kind of, he wanted to fix yeah. what he'd done, and then he doesn't get to. Yeah. Well,
2: I feel like he does because the mission's a success even without Carter. They still succeed, I guess, yeah. so m- Carter's goal still stands. I thought um, that you
1: could possibly. Like this could work. You could get a little bit more out of Jennifer Lawrence if her and Carter have a relationship, and so she's pretty pissed because he stole the identity and fucked her over, basically. But you, the way you've got it, is they haven't met. Yeah, I would have them either be friends or be you know together or whatever it is.
2: What if he works for the company that runs the ship and he's got guilt about what they're doing? If who does Carter? Oh, how would you sell
0: that to the company though? I'm going to go
2: on this death sentence. Actually, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe. No, 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 no. There you go. Here you go. Pitching on the fly here. Uh, Covering my own plot holes. Uh, So, what if, what if, so, what if he's he's like, I'm going to expose their secrets? And I'm like, yep, do that. So they'll put you on the ship. Yep. Because if you've exposed their secrets, they're going to put you on the ship. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, that works. Nah, it doesn't work because they have a party beforehand.
1: I don't know if it's necessary to know what Carter's deal is, no. because all no. the, all that we need to know is, oh, he's not here. Yeah, and his job was yeah.
2: his job was to fly the shuttle back so they could get off. I feel like
1: Arthur would know that Jim's
2: not Carter, though. So well, yeah, but, probably, yeah, but so, so so Arthur Arthur of... would be like, great, I don't care. Yeah, does he really isn't... care? He wouldn't. Again, that whole thing where Aurora was like, he's like, how could I fumble them? Why Why would they care that like a piece of shit like me got on the ship? It's like, yeah because Jimmy they don't the care shit. about who's on the ship. Yeah, okay. And he and and Jimmy is a piece of shit. His backstory and they they would just look through his history hmm. and find that he'd been done for like being a con man and some yeah. petty crimes and the car theft story. There's plot holes, but you know, there are less plot holes in my film. <laughs> the car thing yeah. was nice. Yep. There's
1: always little plot inconsistencies when you go into space though, I think. I think there is. Yeah.
2: And like I said, I'm it's it, it, it basically I've tried to build a better skeleton than what like with I, more, I think, more fleshing yeah. out, there, there are Mission bits that I need to fix. I think, yeah, there there are still you know bits that I need to work out. Like the the issue is again the premise is fairly tenuous, but but
1: I take the thing you did, which the film didn't, is you made us genuinely care about the characters. Yeah, exactly. Particularly Jim, like his character was a lot more relatable. Yeah, I don't know now. if
0: I really want him to die. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't. Get it.
1: I, you hurt me by killing him. I don't <sighs> know if I want that. I think I, I want them to have like a happy little seventy year
2: life or whatever. No, because I, I think in my head, especially if we decide that Carter's her like husband or lover yeah they're not romantically involved at all she's like You've earned my you don't mind play
1: like the friendship card
2: I think I think so I think she kisses him and he's like he kind of realises that yeah we're not
1: going to be together maybe it's that night I don't mind that yeah it's a little un yeah
2: it is a little un unfortunately this film was very Hollywood and was stupid so uh, <laughs> and I gave yeah Lawrence Fishburne something to do because when he turned up oh, I was like mate, why aren't you a murderer you made him fucking excellent Right. Yeah, that, cause well, that, well, that's the thing, isn't it, guys? If,
1: if you someone pitched this film to you, the, I mean, the, not your film, the current passengers film. Yeah, in your head or immediately, you're like, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne's going to be like the villain, right? Yeah. he's going to come in yeah. and like throw a spanner in the in the works and fuck something up. But he doesn't. He's just like, oh, you need my access code, cool. And that was it. And, and then, then, I'll then I'll cough just... in my
2: hand and all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, piece off.
0: Yeah, oh, I'm dying.
2: Yeah, like, oh. if look, a simple fix for that is if you're going to kill him off for his access code, have him die trying to help them. Not just ah, oh, you you, your hibernation pod fucked up, so you breathe. You've got an hour to live. Doesn't yeah? Like doesn't he just go into his room
1: and die? And then like ah, oh, see a dude <laughs> grab his wristband.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's a uh, that's passengers. Uh, if if it had passengers in it that did stuff. Um, well, because like one
1: big problem with the film is that. You've, outside of Lawrence Fishburne's five-minute cameo, you've just got two characters. And I just think that- So i give like given Arthur
2: more to do. I, I really liked what you did with Arthur, and giving him actual legs and not just wheels is a good move too. <laughs> um, like it's a cool aesthetic if he was like a bartender robot, but he needs to be more important than a bartender robot. He really needed to be because like the film is just weird. Also, because because how the, shit would wheels, wheels be in on? space? Terrible. What if they like something ha- like he? What happened to him?
1: Oh, yeah, he got pretty fucked. He's the <laughs> a yeah, 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 yeah. But what
2: about, what about, what if he has to go upstairs? <laughs> There's like lifts everywhere. Like, he
0: can't, like, he's literally just stuck behind the bar, right? Oh, he is. Is he kind he? of just on tracks almost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think mean, he's just
1: on a track behind the bar. He's so creepy. Like, you know how she like stitches him up? And like yep. I think Jim comes in, and she's like, he's like Aurora fixed me up, thank you, and he stole eye contact and just weird. Well, that's have... that's what this would yeah. do too. Yeah. But now your your Arthur is much much better. Just a bit of a cheeky two thousand and one yeah. top mark stole role. that
2: whole <laughs> bit.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it needed to be creepier, and you certainly got that vibe going, especially when Gus came into it. Had a bit of like, um, have you seen Sunshine? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind, of kind of what I was going for was a it. Bit, of, bit of... But you kind of stuck the landing a bit more than Sunshine did where it
2: kind of just... Sunshine has one of my greatest moments ever in a sci-fi film, oh, which is a trying... bit where Killian um, Murphy and Rose Byrne are the last two people are left alive, and he's yep. talking to the ship's computer. He's like planning that they can still fly to, the, fly to the sun and drop the bomb, but they won't be able to fly back because there's not enough oxygen to fly back. Yep. And he's like... What is the, what are the What are the chances, you know, how much oxygen is left on the ship? There is enough oxygen left for two people. Yep. Great, okay. Plot out course. Can we make it to the sun and back? You will die before you make it to the sun. What's the reason? Oxygen decay. How much oxygen is left for the ship? There is enough oxygen left for two people. And he just keeps getting angry and angry and then he just stops and the music stops and he's just like, how many people are on board the ship? And she's like, there are three people on board the ship. That is... <laughs> The most chilling moment in that film and then it all goes oh, weird. But it does go weird and a I little love bit it, shit, but I
1: fucking love oh, it's that so movie. So good.
2: How good's the bit
1: where it's John Murphy does the score, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You know the bit where Chris Evans is basically getting frozen to death yeah. but he's helping them out like using like his last bit of strength yeah, yeah, to help yeah, yeah, them yeah. and just that whole scene. It's fucking epic. Have you seen this movie? No. Oh, it's, it's really it good. Instead of watching great.
2: Passengers, watch this movie.
1: Basically yeah. the sun is dying and they're like this there's a crew on the ship and they're going to like drop an atom bomb on the yeah to reignite the sun. And bad things happen bad things happen along the way but fuck it's good. And but it's not, not like, like my version of passengers and everyone's sort of going slowly going crazy because mm-hmm. they're just locked in this like claustrophobic environment fuck it's a good movie. Yeah. Check it out. It's much better than passengers.
2: But not your version Tom. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Oh well, look. That was thrilling.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And on that note I've been Tom. I've been Elise. I've been Sean. Uh, and if you have any suggestions on what you would do if you were a passenger in Passengers rather than being creepy, get in touch with us by emailing us at uh, sanspantsradio at com or tweet us at sanspantsradio, or you can tweet us individually. I'm at AwkwardTreat.
0: I'm at at Elise.
2: And I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. That's all she wrote. Thanks.
0: If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our
2: website, sanspantsradio.com. Planning for your next trip?
1: Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.